0: You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. All right, welcome to episode number four of the College Info Geek Podcast. On the agenda for today, we're going to talk about propane and propane accessories. I bring on Justin Bieber for an exclusive interview, and I straight up lie to you for the first 15 seconds of the podcast. Okay, now that that's over, I guess you'll be wanting some real content that's, like, uh, useful and stuff. Luckily, I have come prepared. Today, I've got an interview with another amazing guest to continue on with the College Info Geek interview series. But before that, I've got just a couple announcements I want to cover. So, bear with me, and then we'll get into the interview pretty soon. Announcement number one. Tomorrow, I am hopping on a plane and heading down to Texas for F.U. Austin. And you probably don't know what that is, so I'm going to explain it real quick. FU Austin stands for finish up Austin and it is a one weekend event where tons of entrepreneurs and cool people are coming into the city to get shit done. If you've ever heard of startup weekend, a uh, startup weekend is basically a weekend where people come and they pitch ideas for a startup company and they spend the entire 54 hour weekend just marathoning work on these startups and they get in groups and help each other out and it's really cool and I actually went to a startup weekend last year and it was an amazing experience. Well, FU Austin is kind of the antithesis to a startup weekend. Instead of coming with an idea and starting from scratch during the weekend, they're bringing people in to come and finish projects that are already, like, partly finished. But, you know, they need an extra push to get that done. So anybody who wants to get a project finished is coming to help each other out and just marathon it so they can say they got something awesome done in a weekend. I'm going down there to build an iPhone app. In one weekend, that is my goal, and I'm really hoping I can achieve it. Even if I don't, I'm really excited to meet all the awesome people there, so it's going to be an awesome time. I'm definitely going to blog about it, so stay tuned for more details coming soon. Okay, announcement number two. This is a big one. I think you guys are cute. Really? All right. And lastly, announcement number three, Trace, Tua, San, whatever. If you are playing Ruzzle, which is kind of like Boggle on your iPhone, iPad, Android device, or whatever... I want you to add me and challenge me to a game. My username is Tom Frankly, just like my Twitter. My friend Haley is beating me by like a 1,000 points on every freaking game, so I need some practice. So help me out. Add me. I'll play you. You'll probably beat me. I'm not actually that good, but I'm hoping I can get better so I can beat her at least once in my lifetime. That is like my goal right now. Just beat Haley once. Anyway. Okay, interview time. Today's guest on the College Info Geek podcast is Dan Schaubel, who is a personal branding expert. He was 30 under 30 on both Inc. and Forbes. Bloomberg Business Week featured him as one of the 20 entrepreneurs that you should follow on Twitter. I've been following him for two years, I think. I've been sharing his stuff. You know, I'm big into personal branding, so he's definitely somebody I've been following. This guy is a boss at promoting himself and teaching others how to do the same exact thing. He has helped so many students and so many professionals figure out how to promote themselves, become the go-to person in their niche, and get the job they want or start a company. Awesome guy. So, one of my main goals is teaching students how to promote themselves and to get their goals out and, you know, have people know about them. So, now that I'm doing a podcast, I just had to interview Dan. So, and speaking of podcasts, Dan actually has a new podcast of his own called the Promote Yourself Podcast. And I highly recommend that you give that a listen if you're interested in learning how to promote yourself. He's got some awesome content there and some awesome interviews with people like Hulk Hogan, Gary Vaynerchuk. So, definitely check it out. There will be a link in the show notes for you. To check out. And he's also got a new book coming out, also called Promote Yourself, which is coming out in September 2013. It's going to be awesome. I'm gonna buy it and review it. It's gonna be sweet. So anyway, um the link to the show notes, if you go to collegeinfogeek.com slash cast, as always, you can click on the episode four link to get the show notes. Links to everything I talked about in the interview, in the intro, whatever, and Be on your merry way to being more awesome. All right, now that we've gotten through all that stuff, let's get right into the interview and enjoy. All right, how's it going, Dan? Great. Cool, I'm so thankful for having you on the show. Thank you so much for this. And before we get into about who you are and what you do, um, I want to ask you one really, really big question because I was giving a presentation to some honor students at my own school and I asked them to define what personal branding is and not a single one in the entire room could tell me what it is. So I thought I'd go right to the expert on personal branding. Can you tell us, just give us a quick definition of what personal branding is and how it relates to a student's life?
1: Great question. Personal branding is about unearthing what makes you special and unique in your marketplace and then communicating that through various mediums to the right people. So just as an example, You know, taking a niche, becoming really good at one topic or skill, and then focusing on a specific audience, not going for everyone, but realizing that maybe, you know, as a job seeker, you want to work for A, B, and C companies and A, B, and C positions or groups. Um, So really finding the right people and, and almost avoiding everyone else because you only have so much time and the more energy you can put into fewer opportunities, the more successful those opportunities will be. It's just naturally how it happens, and, and the problem is online now is everyone spreads themselves out too thin. They want to be everything to everyone, and it's just not effective. The way the web works now is you want to become known for one thing, and then when people need that one thing, they come to you, hopefully.
0: So what you're saying is you really need to focus in on one specific area and just get really good at that and make sure everyone knows that is what you are the go-to person for. Is that right? Right.
1: Exactly. It's a niche expertise. It's like if you Google personal finance expert, you're going to get Suzy Orman first. But if you really focus on being the personal finance expert in Minnesota or D.C. and maybe two, you know, baby boomers or college students, then you're going to stand out. And when people search that, if you build a strong online presence using a website, a blog, social network profiles, then people will find you and you'll get all the opportunities.
0: So the power of branding lets you zero in on a specific niche, even if somebody else already has a big name in a more general area. And it makes
1: sense, too, from Google's perspective, because Susie Orman covers the entire space. She's the brand, you know, at the highest level. But people who are searching for an expert in a specific region or for a specific group of people, they're cheaper, they're more... You you can get in touch with them, so it makes sense that you'd be able to do that. and, And from that, from the other standpoint, from the consumer standpoint or the media standpoint.
0: And would you say this phenomenon of being able to get into a smaller niche makes it actually easier to break into the market now?
1: Correct. And what's what people forget about it, and I see this just in my career too, is I started with just personal branding, and now. Since I I used personal reading to kind of break in, you know, I was passionate about everything. I used it to break in and gain visibility. And now I'm focusing on other topics that relate to it in some way. So workplace trends and um, in Generation Y. And everything kind of connects, but I'm able to broaden out because I'm already known. And and now I'm just kind of expanding on what I'm already doing.
0: Cool. Now, talking about you, I'd like to get a little bit into more uh, about what your story is and how you got to where you are. Right now, you're kind of known as like the personal branding expert, or at least one of them, 30 Under 30 on uh, Inc. Magazine. So what got your start into this personal branding niche?
1: That's the long story. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've been working since I was 13. I had my first internship senior year of high school, and you know, the first internship's the hardest to get, but once you get it, you can leverage it so much to get it as early as possible. I mean, if, if possible, I you know, I, I get an internship in middle school. I mean, I think it's that important now because you're at a disadvantage if, if you don't do that. And so I had seven more internships in college. I had my own small business helping create websites for other small businesses locally in Newton Ma- Newton, and Waltham, Massachusetts. And, and you know, I would get these internships because I'd come, I'd come there with business card. I'd have my own website. I had a CD portfolio of different different projects that I was working on, whether they were personal or professional. And I would really package myself to be the only person that they could hire, and it kept working and working and working. And then it wasn't really till I was applying for jobs outside, uh, post-graduation. It took me eight months meeting 15 people for three different positions to finally get a job at EMC Corporation. And there's two lessons learned. The first one was that I never leveraged my network, and so... You know, I was kind of scared to network and really get myself out there. So I didn't know how to turn the internships into jobs. And I also didn't aggressively meet people who could introduce me to people at at EMC or other companies that I wanted to work at. And the other thing that was interesting was they were looking through my resume and I had internships at large companies like Reebok and small companies that you've never heard of before, but I got almost no experience at Reebok and a lot of experience at the smaller companies. Mm -hmm. But Reebok was a brand name to them. It was familiar to them. It was credible, and thus, through, through branding by association, as I call it, you know, my, I personally was more credible and, and more trustworthy because I worked for that company. You know, If I was good enough to work for Reebok, then maybe I was good enough to work for EMC, and that was kind of, I, that was kind of the logic at play, I believe. And then that, that was like branding open stores. That was the conclusion from that, that interview series. And then I started my first blog, and then I started. I started. I turned that into the personal branding blog in early 2007. I wrote 10 to 12 times a week on top of the full time job, on top of trying to get Six Sigma certified, and and then after six months, I had personal branding magazine. I had personal branding TV. I had writing articles. I for the personal branding awards. I was doing so much in the personal branding space. I completely trying to dominate it because there was no one my age. I was 24, 23, 24 at the time, who was talking about personal branding, but I thought it was the most applicable to people our age because we're the most connected. And and, and so Fast Company profiled me after the six months. EM, and they they noted that I worked for EMC. EMC had no idea what I was doing. PR got wind of it, and I was recruited and created the first social media position in the Fortune 200 Company, EMC. And, and then that inspired me to write my first book, Me 2.0, because instead of, you know, Pledging like a fraternity to get into EMC and, and really hustling. Now they're recruiting me based on my online personal brain that I developed That's that wasn't even related to my job. So I thought that was really fascinating and that inspired the first book. I worked really hard, made the first book really successful, 30,000 copies, 13 languages. Um, and then I turned that into a business and I took EMC as a client and had other clients speaking, consulting, doing all these different things, coaching, and now... You know, I saw this new opportunity for Gen Y in the workplace, recruiting and retaining them. They're different than the other generations, so I do a lot of research projects around it. I have a new book, Promote Yourself, The New Art of Getting Ahead, on S- September 3rd. Promote Yourself, I have a podcast called Promote Yourself. So it's, it's the whole idea of tackling this huge opportunity in companies with how do you, how do you understand this generation? They're so much different. How do you recruit them? How do you retain them? How, you know, it's all about succession planning. How do you get them to the next generation to become the next generation of leaders and companies and, and that to me is really exciting.
0: So even though you narrowed in on a specific niche, you kind of cast your net wide on what you were doing, your blogging, you were trying to get featured by, you know, bigger publications, you have a podcast, you have a book, you're doing internships, you're kind of like being everywhere and would you say that helped you a lot more than just focusing on one specific medium?
1: Absolutely. And because you have to, you know, you got to be everywhere. People are searching for you on Facebook, they're searching for you on Google, they're searching for you, you know, on their iPhone. I mean, it just being everywhere can really help you. And I did a lot of it just for the experience of learning how to do it, but also because I knew that it would reinforce my expertise and my authority in the space.
0: Right. So I want to get into that concept of being everywhere. Before I do that, I kind of want to hammer home this uh, idea of how hard you work to get where you are. Now, when you were in college, maybe when you were in high school, how hard would you say you worked compared to uh, how far hard your friends worked?
1: I mean, I was I mean, it's a different to me, a lot of people were just partying and I did, you know, I was in a fraternity, I really I did that, but I was in seven leadership positions at school, I got straight A's. I basically really took advantage of my college experience. And what's interesting is, in high school, I wasn't the all-star performer at all. I mean, you know, I I, I, it's hard to say barely, but I I got deferred from regular, uh, from early decision at Bentley University. So I was, I just in that moment, it was it was you know work as hard as you can get into Bentley. I wrote them a letter. I did an on-campus interview. I got straight A's my last semester. So it's it's the do whatever it takes mentality. The first semester of college, I told myself. work as hard as you can and you'll get straight A's. And I proved that to myself and I'd never gotten grades like that before. And once that happened, that kind of built the confidence and built the momentum and and the determination and everything else that we see today that I've done is just because of that, in my opinion. I think it it was that. I mean, once you see results from something you do and once you challenge yourself once, then you believe that anything's possible.
0: And it's really just cultivating that ridiculous...
1: yeah, I mean, I got. I just, I'm going to be on the Willis Report tonight at six o'clock, um, and you know, I, I get some opportunities, but a lot of the TVs fold. But this, this didn't fold, and now this is really exciting, and then this could take me to the next level. And so, once you get yourself out there, once you work really hard, over time, you might not see results immediately, but over time, things will happen, and those things build on each other to make you get to that to each each next level. And that's really important. I mean, that's one of you know, I, my two messages right now is, you know, do at least one thing every day to help push yourself forward. And the other thing is, I'm all about personal accountability. So, you know, I believe that, you know, you can't wait, you know, to ask for permission. You have to go out there. You, you, can't, you can't wait for other people. You can't rely on anyone. You have to be kind of the commander of your career and push yourself forward and make things happen. Because if you don't, no one else will.
0: Right. So it's taking, it's cultivating that ridiculous work ethic and just taking the initiative to get things for yourself rather than waiting for things to happen. And I think that's something that's incredibly important for students to just drive into their minds because a lot of the time, even if they're told this, they think a lot of things are going to happen. They think their degree is going to get something for them, when in reality, they kind of have to go out and get it for themselves. So... And that
1: that's the thing. A lot of people say this generation is in, entitled, and by this generation I mean it's now 19 to 30 year olds from right, my right. research. And and you know they're entitled they think they should just get jobs. Well, for me it's it was always hustle. It was always do whatever it takes, sacrifice everything, make it happen, you know, take on additional work that's outside of of your role, just see what's possible. Like it's it's that attitude that's the key to all of this because you know, where it's less about a knowledge-based economy now. It's very easy to learn and find out information and more about just, you know, work ethic plus, you know, network. So I'll, I would rather have a larger network over having more money. Right. Yeah, so I mean, for me, I will literally do whatever it takes to support the network because I know in the end that'll pay off more than getting like a few dollars along the way.
0: Yeah, so when and you build a relationship, you're not looking for a benefit right up front. You're looking... Hey, you guys, that's why it works. That's why it works. Because right. if you
1: look up for something right up front, it will not work. It's, it just does not. I've learned over years and years and years. And so I just help out other people, don't ask for anything, and then people want to help me and, and things just get pushed forward. And, and it's an attitude. It's a way of kind of operating your career and your business that works.
0: That's so awesome. I heard a quote the other day that was, you know, if you wait till you're asked to help, you've you've helped way too late. Yep. So, and that's super important just to reach out to people and help them out. And obviously for you, it paid huge dividends. So as kind of a personal branding, I'm a a personal branding expert in, I'm not an expert, but I suppose I am uh, very interested in it. And in my mind, there are two big, like separate facets of building a personal brand. There is, building your own presence, building your online presence, your offline presence, um, what your image is tied to your passion and then building the network. Would you agree that that's kind of the whole picture of it or is it something different in your mind?
1: I mean, for me, it's figure out what you want to do and then once you're really excited about it, then, you know, it's going to be so much easier to sell yourself and to get a job or to start a business. Everything just really comes together once that happens because your excitement, your work ethic, your passion, people will want to naturally be part of it. Right. That's the key. So you want to, you know, it's like being a leader on a topic and then just people will want to follow because that's, you're the guy, you're the, you're the girl, you're the person that people look up to for that topic, you know, and what, what really happens that people don't take notice of is it's really the world of filters. People are now the filters, not just search engines, so. You know, you look at Facebook and the social networks, it's like I'm going to – if I want information about millennials and Gen Y in the workplace and personal branding, if I follow Dan, that's the information I know I'm going to get for him and I don't need to go anywhere else. That that mentality, if you have that mentality and think of it like that, you can be very successful because if you're the one person that people have to follow to learn about – you're like the filter for a topic. You're the number one resource. People will have to follow you, and that's
0: how you follow Right. Okay, so here's a big question. You talked about following your passion and getting it out there and getting people excited about it. So my audience is college students, and one of the biggest problems that you know a lot of college students have is they don't know what their passion is. There's all this talk about cultivating your passion and building up a movement around it, but how do you figure out what your passion is if you don't even know what you want to major in?
1: I mean, what ends up happening is, for me, it was having so many internships that I eliminated what I didn't want to do, which helped me focus on what I did want to do, and you're going to end up shifting over time anyways. And you have to be okay with adapting to change. It's one of the things that employers are looking for anyways. So for me, it's about do have as many experiences in as short of time as possible so you can eliminate what you want to do and put your focus into what you want to do. And major doesn't matter as much as people think. People People have... Uh, between the ages of 18 and 34, people have nine jobs. People are constantly switching careers. Where you start, you're not gonna finish. It's just naturally how things are working. So rather than just committing on a major, what's important is that you could commit to have a lot of different experiences in a short period of time so you can just figure out what you wanna do that way. Process of elimination.
0: Right, so it's not just a matter of just picking a major at the outset and going with it. Really, it's a matter of just doing the work And through that long process of doing the work, you figure out what you like and what you don't. And as you get better at something, that even magnifies. Cool. So say you've built your passion. You know what you want to do. Now it comes to the point of branding yourself as that expert and getting your name out there. Obviously, you want to build a network. So what are some of the tools that people can use to build their network, specifically online?
1: I mean, the, the, most of the work's up front. That's okay. what people get. I mean, these tools exist. They're always going to be here or in different forms. What people need to realize is well, you've got to figure out what you want to do. Because once you figure out – that's why I call it – it's like discover, create, communicate, maintain. That's a process of me 2.0. And discover is you've got to figure out what you want to do. Because once you have that, once you lock that down, the tools are already there. Everything's there for you to take advantage of. So then just use the tools to start building your presence, make it consistent, have one single message in one position so people know wherever they see you, you're going to be catering to one specific group with one specific skill set or topic. And, and then it's, a, li- it's lifetime, a lifetime of communication, evolving your brand and changing based on how the economy changes and based on how your interests change. And then maintaining the brand and your reputation, just making sure that what people see about you online is how you want to best represent yourself.
0: Okay. So you have this brand represented consistently across all these social networks. Now, how important would you say it is for a student to have his own website that they built outside of just a LinkedIn or a Twitter?
1: I mean, it's more, uh, in many ways, it's more important. Because okay. okay. LinkedIn could disappear in three years. It's, it's debatable, right? But your own website, you completely control it. You can highlight yourself how you want to highlight yourself. LinkedIn, there's a framework. Facebook, there's a framework. I mean, you're playing in, in, within their their frame. Whereas for you, you can do whatever you want.
0: Right. And, in- and
1: and social networks are short form short form communication. Whereas if you have your own blog. It's long-form, and you can just write essays. You can do anything. There's much more flexibility is what I'm saying, and then, and you own it. Right. Uh, So you're leasing all the other social networks, but you own your own website. That's the big difference. And you want to push people from the social networks to your website.
0: So your website's kind of like the home base of your entire brand. Now, in my opinion, if I go out and apply for an internship or a job, I would say having a website on your resume that an employer can go to and check out is – a lot more impressive than just listing a LinkedIn profile in itself. Just the fact that you went out and built your own website and took that initiative. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think doing everything is really important to be honest with you. LinkedIn is increasingly becoming important for sure because it's, you know, over 96% of recruiters are using it and that it's basically a hundred percent of companies are using it. But you know, there's so much you can do with LinkedIn, and people don't take advantage of it. Like the new endorsement feature, is just extremely valuable. It really depicts how you sh- show up in search for different skills and topics. And if you don't, if you don't show up for different searches, then you're not found, and you'll miss opportunities. So it's really important to give give other people recommendations and endorsements. Get them get them in return, hopefully and build your profile that way, along with having a good positioning statement, not just your job title.
0: Cool. So really using LinkedIn, less as just kind of a wall for your resume online, and more as like an actual networking tool where you reach out, you give people recommendations, you endorse them, and then they do the same for you. Awesome.
1: And what other people say about your brand is more impactful than what you say about yourself, especially those in respectable positions, like a professor or a manager or any, an author, whoever.
0: Cool. And is it cool to reach out for those to those people for recommendations on LinkedIn as long as you've had dealings with them in the past?
1: Absolutely. And on, even if you don't, and they've added you, it's they can. Once someone adds you, it's it's like permission. They give you permission to contact them. That's how I look at it. Okay. And I add everyone. And I, I wrote a post on this and it, it did very well. And there was a lot of controversy, but I really believe you should, you know, don't not accept someone. There's no point not to do that because you never know how the person found you and who's in their network and what position they're in. And there's so many reasons why. And the more, the larger your network, you know, the more connected you appear to. There's a lot of benefits to doing it. If you if you close yourself off, it's going to be hard for you to build a network too. And and you're not going to be you're not going to be able to see a lot of pro, profile pages on LinkedIn unless you have a large network. Because the larger your network, the more profiles that opens you up to.
0: Right now, are you a big user of the groups feature on LinkedIn?
1: I have a group. It's called Personal Branding Network. Uh, I actually don't use it as much as I should because I just I just can't justify the time right now. I have. You know book stuff to do and everything, but the the network that I have, I think it's at I think we're at like eighty five hundred uh, people, and it, it, I put a lot of effort in between zero and a thousand members, and now it just grows itself and that happened with my blog too. I went from zero to a thousand and then it went to twenty thousand. So for me, I think this, the magic number is a thousand is once you can grow your fall to a thousand, then the community grows itself
0: as long as you can get the community talking to each other yeah and growing itself organically rather than just following you correct so really it's about almost building a movement with yourself as the head but not you're not really just the pundit you're kind of creating conversation that people can chime in on and talk to each other and create connections between themselves in as well
1: and it was always like that right so being the connector being someone who can you know who sees two people who would benefit from each other and connecting them that that's even that's even that's just as powerful as you doing someone a favor, too, because you are doing someone a favor by doing well, two people at once. So there's just a lot of opportunities to network online, and people just need to take advantage of it and do it in the right way. If I get an email that says, do this for me, do this to me, link to my site, I don't even respond to someone like that. But if someone's, like, genuine and, and whatever, then I'll respond to them every single time. But I'm just so inundated and sick of people who are just takers, and it just doesn't work. It just no one, that doesn't work. And so there's no point in doing it if it doesn't work, you know, right. and I mean, and these are people, even PR people, they'll send like a thousand press release and they're not going to get any, you know, play off of that. And they keep doing it. You got to learn from your mistakes. You're doing something wrong. If you're not getting a response, change the way you do it and you'll get a response.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree on the PR thing. I always just delete those. Okay. I so, Too. yeah. We're running short on time. I just have a couple more quick questions for you, and then you can get head off to your next meeting. Um, what can students do today to start building their brand? What is one thing they can get done today that you would say they need to do? Yeah.
1: Put down the keg, keg cup and just start figuring out what you want to do. You know, ask, ask people you know, like your teacher, the people who surround your life, you know, what they think you're good at. Just kind of assess that. And just be true to yourself and and start lining yourself up with different experiences, whether it's internships, freelance opportunities, whatever you can do. Even if it's free work, you just got to, you got to get enough experiences in order to make the right decisions later.
0: Awesome. Okay. So where can students go to learn more about personal branding? What are some great resources that you recommend? Well, I'm
1: extremely biased
0: here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you are. And Go ahead and promote yourself because you are basically one of the biggest people in personal branding. So.
1: So I would say personal branding blog for, uh, as a general resource, we have, like, I think it's 3,600 articles or some crazy amount at this point, and we have com. That's for college students. Okay. And we have, like, we have really cool contributors. We have, like, the college recruiter at Viacom, and, and we had one from ESPN, and basically all these college recruiters plus career counselors at colleges, and... And recent graduates, it's a really great combination of writers. And obviously the Promote Yourself podcast, which I launched, I'm doing the seventh episode for Monday.
0: Now you that, got some pretty cool interviews on that. I noticed you have like Hulk Hogan, Gary Vaynerchuk. So it's not it's, just you talking. It's right? really exciting. Oh, no,
1: no. It's three segments. So you have you know, workplace trends, career advice, I answer people's questions, and and then an interview with a random person. And it's going to get a lot more random, too, because I think it'll just be much more exciting. Like, I don't need to have a celebrity on every time. I'm just going to switch it up and, and get all these different perspectives. And honestly, I've interviewed over 900 people since 2007, and that seems to work well, and I, I don't get bored when I do that. If it's always, like, these celebrities, then it just it gets old fast,
0: believe it or not. Right. You know, it's great to cast your net out and get different perspectives, which is why I love listening to lots of different podcasts. So that's going to be really exciting going forward, and to listeners I definitely recommend checking out that podcast and then you've got a book coming out as you mentioned before can you just talk a little bit about that
1: this one's really big uh this one's going to be five years in the making you know i went through three book proposals fired two agents hired four consultants over three years to get this one and almost every publisher still said no besides St. Martin's press and i've been through the ringer on this one but it's it's going to be huge in my opinion um you know, it's sponsored research with American Express. It's on how millennials can get ahead in the workplace and what managers are looking for. And I did 120 interviews, 78, which appear in the book with, you know, the CEO of Amex and the head of HR, Pepsi, and, and basically, you know, millennials, managers, and ex- executives, all from brand name companies. I mean, it's a really exciting book and I think, I think people are really gonna enjoy it. And I've already gotten really good feedback so far, so I'm really excited.
0: So this is gonna be really data driven, really first hand from a lot of different sources, which is really exciting to me. Because
1: it, it it's takes, not just one I'll guy
0: be- saying his own opinion.
1: Oh oh yeah. All the stories, it's definitely not just me. And and it's just a, a huge step off from the last book, which was Me Two I didn't do any primary research for this. This is like heavily primary. Uh, research and I do. All the, I'm doing a huge report too coming up. I can't say much about it, but it's going to be on generations and entrepreneurship, which is, the, I think, the first of its kind, and that'll be really exciting.
0: Awesome. Well, that all sounds great. I can't wait to dig into it myself. Um, thank you so much for doing this interview for me. And by the way, if people want to follow you on Twitter, how can they get in touch with you?
1: So it's just my name on on all the social networks.
0: Cool. So Dan Shabel on basically everything, which is awesome. You've kind of branded yourself consistently. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, you have an awesome day. You too. Take care. Boom! That was the sound of a knowledge bomb being dropped right on your brain. Yeah, so hopefully you liked this interview and you learned a lot from it. Hopefully now you know what personal branding is, why it is so important to learn how to promote yourself, and some strategies that you can use to do it. I learned a lot from this interview, so hopefully you did too. Once again, thank you for listening to the College Info Geek podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, go to collegeinfogeek.com slash cast. Once again, everything we talked about in this podcast will be linked there along with some action items. If you are more curious about personal branding and how you can build an effective personal brand for yourself, then right on the collegeinfogeek.com homepage, there's a big-ass box, right? It says Be Awesome at College, and then there's a field. If you input your email address into that field and click sign up then i will add you to my email list where you'll get straight up access to my personal branding toolbox including my awesome checklist for building a personal brand you can go right through that and make sure that you are doing all the basic things that you need to be done to promote yourself and then from there you can start working on your brand with a great foundation so once again thanks for listening if you have a friend that could benefit from this please send in this podcast and if you like this episode i would be super super grateful if you could leave me a review in iTunes, or a rating. I love to get the feedback. And it also just helps me rank up and get this message out to more people so I can help more college students be awesome. All right, have an awesome day. Keep kicking ass. And next time I blog to you, it'll be from Austin. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.